I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is episode 61 with Eddie Heron. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxas. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Ty Roxon. So, today's episode is with Eddie Harron. And Eddie has many, many, many points of views. One of which is just talking about how global nomads and third culture kids can really take over the world. And not in a, you know, dictatorship sort of way, but in a way that fosters imagination, creativity, and bridges gaps. So, stay tuned to his interesting dynamic and interesting formula for this also while we're here if you guys could leave a review if you like the show or subscribe i would absolutely appreciate it that being said enjoy the episode and see you on the flip side welcome everybody today i have with me eddie harron he's uh with me and from australia right Correct. Australia. And Eddie is a unique individual. Uh, This guy is a nomad. He's a speaker. He does so many cool things. He works at Deloitte. And throughout this interview, he's just going to really dive into the different ways that us as nomads can really impact the world. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Thanks for having me, mate. You are welcome. So I, I touched on it a little bit. I talked about how how you know you embrace a uniqueness there. Why don't you dive into who Eddie Harron is? Yeah, okay. Um, a little bit of background. Um, I guess we could get some TCK-ness started right from the beginning. Embrace um, it! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, by blood, I'm European Japanese, but by passport, I'm American Australian. Um, so I was born in Japan. Grew up in the States in my younger years, um, and then we moved to Australia when I was about 11. Um, yeah, and 
that that kind of cultural upbringing, I guess. I, I used to fly around a lot as a kid. I think that really, you know, the, your formative years really shape who you are. And I think being on plane so much in my younger years, I, I had that global identity really infused into my way of being. And because I was the sort of oddball um, in a kind of rural area, uh, I always felt, I wa- you know, I wasn't white. So, um, yeah, I always felt a little bit different from everyone else. Hmm. Now, yeah. uh, you were talking about, there you said European by blood, you know, American, you have different passports. How do you identify yourself? Because you have yes. all these nationalities. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> good question. So, how do I identify myself? Yes, how do you identify uh- yourself? So uh, I'm going to say the TCK is definitely probably up there in the list. Um, I think my Japanese identity has more of a romantic thing because it was, it was you know, part of my early years. Right. Um, my American identity, I would say I often like credit my drive to succeed and my overachievementness. Um, my American heritage (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, my Aussie heritage. Um, what would I, I think Australians are very relaxed people. So those three things together, I think form a lot of, or reflect some things about who I am. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I, I I think that's fair too. I, cause I, it seems like you've picked, you know, a few things out of uh, all the countries and nationalities that you identify with, which is very, very TCK of you. So yeah. I can definitely understand that. They're kind of like different expressions of, of parts of you. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, and it, with your, in your case, um, you, you're embracing them. So that, that's really cool. Um, I, I guess what I'm curious about is cause I remember when I, when I first found, found that about you, you know, it was through mutual friends, Lonnie and Grace. And then, I, I watched your TED talk, and I was fascinated by how you were talking about the, you know, the way we as uh, global nomads, digital nomads, and any any sort of nomad really, people that identify different cultures can really impact the world, and um, and it was really really good. And I, I just I really want I want you to expand on that and kind of what your vision is. Maybe just map it out and tailor it. Yeah. So um, I like you know one of the things I love doing is expanding my time perspective and looking at the world through deep time. So essentially what that means is like uh, analyzing things with the universe in mind. So if I take that idea and look at third culture kids, and if I were to put them on a Petri disc, right, Mm -hmm. and look at from the deep time, I think TCK, TCK kids is like this emergent phenomenon of the planet coming together. Like, that this is still very new. I don't think we fully understand this. You know, in the last hundred years, we are be- we're we're still at the very beginning of becoming a global entity. And so TCKs represent the kind of the the very edges or the beginnings of the phenomenon of this like one planetary species. Okay. So this east meets west or north meets south thing, this wasn't possible, you know? Mm -hmm. This happened, but now this is happening more and more. So 
I just think it's really fascinating, and we're still at the beginning of the beginning. You know, what's what are our grandchildren going to be like, or our great 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 grandchildren, where everyone like all their descendants are TCK? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it, it sounds to me like you're 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 talking about how the world is becoming more and more multicultural, and um, you know we're, we're sort of shying away and moving away from that that one culture monocultural type of lifestyle where everyone is just this everyone is just that and it seems like justice yeah. yeah and 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 i the thing is i you know everyone's multiculturalism yeah yeah i mean and i just feel like it's become a buzzword and a cliche mm-hmm. but really it's it's amazing it's fascinating it's so new you know mm-hmm. and we're only really just learning about it and trying to make sense of it so okay. um I guess that's my inner futurist in me that sort of sees TCKs as a kind of phenomenon that will lead to unexpected things that we can't even imagine yet. Okay. Yeah, and and you know, you know, with, with the buzzwords and things you're saying, you you are are you saying that you want it to be more want people to actually really understand the essence of what it means to be multicultural and kind of what that can actually the potential that can actually uh, produce. Yeah, and how profound it actually is in the context of, like, the uh, evolution of the planet. Like, this is only just getting started. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. No, and, uh, you know, I I, I think, you know, with the fact that, you, you know, it's a very relatively new word and people are just now actually starting to find their voices, um, I think... Uh, the kind of good things that could come out of that was actually really, really. Uh, I'm excited to see what could happen. I mean, we got people like you and uh, Salonia who was doing the Change School with Grace, and people are just coming up with new ideas. I think the more people you put together that are yeah. that, that come to identify different cultures, the the different type of the more solutions that you can have to many exactly. problems. So exactly, the more different perspectives and just equal. The, the the cross section between TCKness and innovation, you know, okay. Okay. The, the the Stephen Johnson who talks about like uh, ideas that have sex, you know, innovation is when different ideas come together, different right. perspectives collide, have sex. TCK folk naturally like are in different ideas because they they move to different worlds, and the culture is an idea, you know, mm-hmm. so. It's a, a mega idea, but it's an idea, and so it's just that melting pot. It, well, it's exciting to think what will happen. That's you know, good. what's going to happen when, like, the, most of the world isn't going to come on, isn't online yet, right? Yeah. What's going to happen when someone from Cambodia collaborates with someone from Congo and the TCK? Like, who, who knows what's going to happen? You mm-hmm. know, so. That yeah. kind of emergent potential really excites me. And I, you, you know, right? I, I think you know, technology has, a, like you're saying, it's a good point there. I also am curious, though. I, I know you're you're very into the tech world. What are you doing um, to sort of make this happen? I, I know you're you're active. You're all you're often talking. You're speaking at different events. Um, I mean, you work at several companies, and you you've had the opportunity to meet people in your travels. What what is your way of using your difference to make a difference? Mm, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's interesting that you said that, Christian, because I was actually meditating on that before. Um, 
Using my difference to make a difference. Let me think about that. Um, hmm. I, th I think it's more for me um, using what I've been given to spread more life energy. Hmm. Yeah. Can you expand on that? that that's, uh, that's very interesting. So <clears throat> I guess my... The purpose that I, and this is a beta statement, I'm still refining it, but I like to say um, I, my mission is to use my life in such a way that it creates more life all around me so that more life can continue. Mm -hmm. hmm. And, yeah, that's. No, I, I like that. I like that. That's 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 very very profound. I was you said that, and I was just thinking that that's actually really 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 deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and obviously you live by that. So in in terms of that, how do you implement that into your office? How do you implement that into your environment? Yeah. You uh, well, in a work context, yeah. um, I you mentioned in the introduction, but I am the explorer in residence at Deloitte Center for the Edge Australia. And we are a research think tank originally that emerged out of Silicon Valley. Um, and we started up a chapter here in Melbourne about two years ago. Um, and in my role, I'm, you know what? It's almost like I'm a TCK in Deloitte. That is to say, I swim in all these different service lines. So one minute I'm talking with designers, one minute I'm talking with strategy and operations, another minute I'm talking digital because, you know, in these big companies, right, it gets very siloed. You know, digital's here, like accounting is over here, and the role that I have is a bit of a like an agitator, disruptor, and because I swim in so many worlds, I sort of take that, what I naturally do, and I do that within Deloitte. You touched on something that was very important to me there, because I think some of the type of careers and ways that, you know, third culture kids can actually influence the workplace, it's, it's by actually bridging the gaps and understanding the different nuances within the the office culture so yes. those roles that actually put them in position to be able to be the liaison between all those cultures or among all those cultures are i think are perfect for that because you know you can understand maybe why it is saying this and why sales and marketing are doing that yeah. um but but I'm, I'm just trying to think from the perspective of a tck actually just graduating what type of job would that be uh I would like to say, not just about job, but an emerging <clears throat> redefinition of what career is. And yeah. I think what career is now is, you know, where I think we're transitioning from the era of specialist to generalist. Hmm. That means to be a generalist, it, TCKs and generalists seem to sort of dance together nicely. You know, the generalist is a, is a polymath that has many interests and does many things. And, and, you know, one thing I talked about in my TED Talk, actually, I haven't watched it, by the way. You um, haven't watched your TED Talk? No, nah, no, nah, I'm too uh, embarrassed. Too uh, embarrassed. One day I will watch it, but um, it, was it, was so, it was so raw to me. Mm. And it's just, yeah, I can't watch it. One day I will. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, um, generalist, TCK, um, I think, yeah, when coming from a TCK background, your, your mind is naturally adapting, it's taking new inputs, it's thinking divergently, it's, it's these sort of <clears throat> uh, 
it characteristic it is it it it, it, re- it requires your con- cognition to continually expand right mm-hmm. um and that's creativity and so i think with that you just you have this kind of advantage and that you, it's easier to become multidisciplinary i think mate yeah um I do agree to the to the a certain extent when you're talking about we can carve our own careers. For example, I, I, as a third culture kid, someone could be a digital nomad, right? You could be yeah. you could be someone that goes to different countries and, like you're saying, with technology, we're not even at the halfway point of the full potential that we have. So you could yeah. go to different countries, connect with all the different sorts of people, and work as long as you have Wi-Fi. You could. Yeah. Use social media to raise awareness based on you know some of the experiences you had. Maybe you grew up in uh you know in Cambodia or my country Nigeria, and then you came back. You came to New York City for a while, but then you know something kept tugging your heart away. But you pick up some things you learned from America, you take that back home, or take that back to some of the countries you've lived in, and you you implement that, or you know you set up different infrastructures and yeah. use that to connect. So I think as TCKs you can sort of become leaders which is an idea that i like to um promote because i believe that tck's can be the next set of global leaders and i and i think and the reason why i'm saying that is because i think there's certain skill sets that leaders on a global scale can um uh... hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I have, I have to have. And that's understanding nuances, understanding cultures, how to deal with different sorts of people and thinking from a fresh perspective and not just coming in there um, yep. without willing to embrace change. So yep. that's just a perspective. But I, I think from what I was hearing uh, with what you were saying, I think um, you're saying something similar to that effect. I just needed to add something that I uh, forgot to include at the beginning. Um, sure. One of my TCK, I guess, my big TCK formative kind of experience was during university, I lived on campus and I live, so in, in, in Australia, there's, we have colleges which are more kind of, uh, they're, they're residential sort of communities that we live at. It's not, it's very different from the frat system, but, um, so I was part of a college called International House. Um, and at International House, we had 50% Australians and 50% internationals. And I lived there for three years. In my third year, I was like elected as president and stuff. So it was really a big, big part of my life. And, um, you know, we had people from all across the world. And one of the stories that I often 
you know, tell people when reflecting on that experience is I, I would go out the window and there would be, you know, there's this a guy from Dubai, a German guy, a Russian girl, a Mexican guy, me, and we'd all be sitting there having a laugh, you know? Mm. So um, I got a huge dose of TCK and it really infused my, like I think I already had that, those seeds of wanting or yearning to be a global citizen, but uh, living together with people around the world, um, it just, yeah, that, that definitely probably ignited my TCK identity. So you're, um, so you're saying, you know, when you're young, especially in your formative periods, it's, it's often good to, to connect with other internationals. Um, I think or, so. I think okay. so. Because it, you just, it, you develop empathy really easily. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Like once you have that skill trained up as a young kid, I think it's, yeah, it sticks with you. No, you're right. I mean, I um, I also was in international school during that period, but I, I'm trying to think every time I every time I you know join the dots and connect the dots back uh, back to, um, you know, my childhood, it, every, certain things make sense. You know, it's right, 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 you understand right. why maybe you're more empathetic. Like you're empathetic is such a great word for that because I think that's <laughs> that's the perfect word. You understand why maybe if someone does something, you're like, oh, I, that's so familiar to me, and even though you're not. You know, from that country, it's just something that resonates with you because you know, um, yeah, difficult. Yeah. Okay, well, I, that's a time that something good happened to you. What about a time when you had to maybe you had some difficulty because of you know your multiple identities growing up? How did you overcome that? Yeah, good question. So, um, as a kid, um. So my dad is American, American-European, but he, he's lived in Japan for 30-odd years. And my mom is Japanese, but she hasn't lived in Japan for 30-odd years. So as a kid, I had this cultural confusion because both my parents sort of weren't familiar with their mother country. So <laughs> That's <it> was, interesting. <laughs> it was really, really confusing. So... Um, I think how I, yeah, and I was in a rural, rural Australia, uh-huh. you know, and there's white people everywhere. Um, how so did I overcome that? So you were, yeah. my, you were a minority, you were a minority, and your parents both uh, were not really as familiar with the parent, uh, parent countries as um, a lot of people are. Correct, so, correct. Okay. So I, could, I couldn't really learn about the states through my dad or mm. couldn't really learn about Japan through my mom so I had to like forge forge my own way to understand that so in my younger years I you know I went to Japan a few times and it was always a kind of fact-finding mission for me mm. to 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 understand the culture because I couldn't really I think I, I mean I got a sense of it from my mom but she hadn't lived there for so long you know yeah Hmm. So, okay, um, I'm going to ask two questions out of this. What would, yeah. you, what would you tell your younger self now, knowing what you know now? What would I tell my younger self now? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably tell him to, I'm going to say trust the process. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is trusting that there's a kind of intelligence with you, you know, figuring itself out. And it wants you to grow and evolve. This is what I talk about when life, 
you know, the force of life moving through you. Um, and so, you know, things might seem hard at certain times of your life, but if you trust there's a goodness to it, I think you will find the lessons in it and it will just m make it easier to just take wisdom from it. And I wish, I wish when I was younger, I used to beat myself up a lot and I was confused a lot and that kind of stuff. But, you know, looking back now, all the things that I went through had, had an intelligence in it and was teaching me something. Um, so, yeah, I'll just say trust. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I've been asking this question consistently now, and it's the same response. I have, I also have that. It's trust in the process because then, you know, back then it seems like everything's hopeless. Nobody understands me. No one understands how I feel. I feel alone. But then, you know, as you grow up, you understand that, that you know, that's part of the process. That's how you learn the art of adapting. That's how exactly. you learn how to, you know, really interact with people because you've overcome that culture shock. Sometimes there's the reverse culture shock when you come back. Uh, so to speak, to your to your uh, quote-unquote home. But yeah. just understanding that, you know, you've overcome this. Now you can actually be someone that can help someone else. Uh, yep. and, and, and you learn, I believe, probably more about the nuances and subtleties and the dynamics of life through hardship and failure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And experience is the best teacher. That's what they always say. So the best teacher. For you know? sure. And so damn true. And... <laughs> It's, I think you need to live really, once you've experienced that truth, then you really get it. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're completely right. Well, yeah. the, the other question I wanted to pull out of that when you were talking about the uh, Australian experiences, I'm fascinated by Australia. I've never been. So I want you to educate me and the world on what it's like with the, living in Australia. I know you mentioned you know, the white people there, but I also know there are all sorts of people there. What is it? Yeah. What's, what's a daily life in um, uh, Australia? Okay, so I would say Australia is, well, it's an amazing country. It really is. I mean, a country of 24 million. Um, just our way of life is, our quality of life is pretty high here. Like we're up there in the Scandinavian countries. Um, hmm. And also, I would say Melbourne is, is, Melbourne is our San Francisco. I would say Sydney is all our New York. Brisbane, where I spend a lot of time, is like our Chicago. Um, yeah. Huh. So wait, Sydney is like New York? Yeah. It's so, hustle. And, wow. Yeah. So yeah. what's Can, uh, Canberra like? Or Cam I don't uh, know, that's I the capital. Yeah. yeah uh, it's a planned city, meaning like all the architecture is, you know, it was all intentionally designed. Mm. Uh, I've only been there once. Um, Adelaide is a city of churches. I've heard Perth is very beautiful. My dad likes Perth. I've never been there. I actually grew up in a little town called Port Douglas, mm. which is way up north near Cairns. So basically, if you want to come to the Great Barrier Reef, you come through my hometown. Wow. Uh, yeah. Huh. I, I grew up in a very, very pristine, tropical, beautiful area. Right. Um, now, now I'm living in Melbourne, and Melbourne's a really beautiful, dynamic city. It's just there's so much stuff going on. It's ridiculously multicultural, um, much more than any other city. Um, the weather sucks a little bit here. Um, Melbourne has a great coffee culture, so if you ever really want to, Americans, uh, the U.S. has such crap coffee. 
Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. You come to Melbourne, my friend, and you will experience. Well, Melbourne, yeah. I, Melbourne I, I, people are coffee snobs, by the way. So oh, I've become a coffee snob. You think? Uh, you think so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm really like angry about coffee. No, no. I actually, I actually don't. I, I actually am not a fan of coffee because I, I, I can't take it. But I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, channel yeah. what my American friends would say, and it, it'll almost be blasphemous. Wait, so you're saying the coffee is great? And um, that's a reason for sure to come over there. Okay. Oh well, that's one reason. That's but... one of the many reasons. Yeah. Uh, um, what about the the sports life? You know, I'm a huge tennis fan. Australian oh. Open is one as one of my favorite tournaments. Leighton Hewitt from Adelaide, by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, was one of my favorite players. My first favorite tennis player was Patrick Rafter. So uh, Patrick it, Rafter, old school. Yeah, I go way Chinese, back with right? tennis. Yeah. yeah, I used to I used to put the the thins in my face like he did. So, and then cool. I'll grow. But um, did you watch that Wimbledon game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched it for sure. The the, the one with the young. Um, he beat what's what's the Spanish guy's name? I can't. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No, I know the game, and I was I was like, yeah, that that's Rafter. But yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I've always been curious because you get you have Australian rules football. You have, oh yeah, you have that. Yeah, you, cool. You have, you've got you've got tennis. I know Ian Thorpe. We used to be the man before Michael Phelps. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. As you so, can tell, you can tell. I probably have all these fast. I have them so fascinated. And then you've got the the Hemsworth brothers. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're leaving yeah. out all these good things. You got to. <laughs> uh, we're, we're a pretty crazy sports culture. Uh, yeah. Um. So AFL is really big in Victoria. Um. And but. Not as big in other states. Okay. So, Whereas rug- rugby league is bigger in New South Wales and Queensland, um, as is rugby union. So, you know, the, the, if you really, it's so sometimes, you know, in the States, there's, depending on where you go, the cultures are quite distinct. Whereas Australia has this one sort of, in cities anyway, like a, a standard multicultural vibe, but mm-hmm. in you can really notice Victorian culture through its sport. Yeah. No, and yeah. I, I say um, the three ways that I connect to people. This is why I was so passionate about sports is, um, yeah. you know, because I was saying all these things about Australia and never been there, but the reason I, I, I love sports so much is because it's one way I connect. So I connect to people through sports, geography, and pop culture. So... Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm able to talk about a certain play or a certain sport, or if it's a geography, I can say, "Hey, what are the? How's that place like?" And they're always uh, happy to tell. And then, um, and with pop culture, you know, I, I brought you know, you, you got your Thor, you know, Thor resides in Australia, people. So, uh, yeah, I brought up, uh, you know, Liam and Chris Hemsworth, but I think it's, I think it's fascinating um, what you were saying because I would never have known about the different dynamics that you were saying but it seems like there's such a cultural diversity um down under that it, that you know i'm missing out on here so uh, you, I, gotta, you gotta come down man it's not that far away <laughs> it's not that far away i used to live in vietnam i was that's like it's 20 hours away at least 20 hours all you gotta do is go on kayak.com book and you're here uh, you know? <laughs> <Yeah. was> that <laughs> <simple>. <laughs> all right, all right. we're wrapping up here i just want you to do some rapid fire questions. You traveled cool. everywhere. Country with the best food? Uh, Mongolia. But Mongolia. that's half a joke. It's the food is so bad it becomes good. Okay, so okay. you're sticking with Mongolia then? 
I'm gonna stick with Mongolia. Okay. Music, best music. Best music. Um, I'm just gonna say Burning Man. But okay, all right, okay, uh, and then um, if I had, if I asked you about a country that you completely changed your mind about, maybe you went there before thinking, I don't know what to think, but then you came out there and you're like, huh? China. Explain. Uh, I didn't know much about China. I thought it was just a lot, a, a country of one billion people, and they were all the same. But what I discovered was, you know, once you get outside the Han Chinese sort of areas, it is incredibly multicultural. You know, in like Yunnan province and Sichuan province, and you know, the Uyghurs and Xinjiang. I mean, it's just such a mammoth country with so much history. So. Yeah, I I, I want to go back to China oh, sometime. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's it from my side. I'm going to turn it on to you and say, and tell us where we can find you, some of the exciting things you're doing. And I don't know if you had something to say about time travel. I can't remember. if that is that true? Was that? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Next week, I'm organizing a time travel conference with a bunch of futurists. Um, I've been kind of really organically exploring time, but in particular... Uh, like how time affects our perception and how we view the world. If I can just weave in a bit of TCKness in that, you know, every culture has a different time relationship, right? Some cultures are more past orientated, and uh, you know, a Western culture views time in more linear, where you could maybe say Asian cultures view it more circular. So there's all these dynamics of time I'm discovering, and um, it's 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 almost this kind of language I'm discovering or sort of I've been using this kind of uh, way of explaining it but you know in the same way we have emotional intelligence or cross-cultural intelligence I think we need that kind of time intelligence okay and, and where can we find out more about this um, I know, uh, uh, is that website? Well, yeah uh, we, well, it's just a small little local conference. It's the first iteration. Um, okay. But I'll, I'll be tweeting a lot about it. So you can find me at, at Eddie Harron, H-A-R-R-A-N. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's probably the best place to engage with me. Um, I play with a huge global community via Twitter. All right, all right. Well, um, thank you, Eddie, for your time. And thank you for educating me on Australia and uh the coffee that I am potentially missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come down, mate. <laughs> ah, I will, I will. Thank you so much. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.